When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. And really, they're part of our family. They've been part of our family for years, and they're the best damn family-owned dentistry in the metro area. And you got to check them out, not only because they're part of our family, not only because supporting our partners is supporting us, not only because they treat you with fantastic care, but if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush just by doing what you have to do anyways. You have to get your teeth cleaned multiple times a year. So why not do it with someone that's going to treat you right and also give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. So check them out over at Green Mountain Dental. Schedule that cleaning, x-ray, and exam, and you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. All right, Mace, let's hop into the show. Into the DNVR Broncos podcast. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Andrew Mason. And before we hop into the show, Mace, got some big time news. Today is a big, not only are we giving out our picks, Mace, of uh, Broncos awards, but we are also announcing the launch of our expansion into Phoenix. DNVR is taking over Phoenix and Arizona, opening PHNX down in Arizona, bringing everyone of the great content and community that we have in Denver down to Phoenix. What a day for us. So exciting. I think we lost Zach. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Zach. Oh, yeah, Zach is frozen. So, anyway, I'll go back to what I was going to say. I'm going to make a reference here that I'm not sure anyone who isn't in Generation X will get. Take cover, Arizona! If you've ever, if you are a Generation X, or you may remember the film Pump Up the Volume about a rogue high school DJ who was based in the Phoenix area. And that was at one point he says that I'm not even going to say the DJ's name because it's a little bit blue, but played by Christian Slick. I have, uh, I did not get that reference, but yes. I appreciate it. 
Yes. I'm here in Phoenix, boots on the ground. We've got yeah. a bunch of exciting stuff. How hot is it? Um, How hot is it down there? It's like a wall of heat <laughs> every time you walk out of a building, but that's okay because yeah. we've been pretty much in the office nonstop anyway. So, uh, yeah, you just got to make sure you take those walks and those runs after like 9 p.m. at night. That's yeah. that's the that's the only way you can get get away with it down there. It's it's funny because um, looking back, most of my trips to the Phoenix area, Kale, have been down have been in the summertime late summer in particular why because that's usually when the broncos are playing the cardinals in the preseason down there before we before we dive into this and we're going to get zach stevens back on here in just a in just a skosh or two want to tell you about our presenting sponsor and of, and of course that is our friends over at msu denver online because they offer the finest in online education. The one thing that's going to protect you against economic downturns is an education that allows you to adapt in a varying career. So you can go build your toolbox over at MSU Denver. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution that provides rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom and MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs in the area. We've got some MSU alums here at, at DNVR. We got people taking MSU Denver online classes. And if you're working in the Denver area, odds are you're working with somebody who has a connection to MSU Denver. So make sure you check that out right now. It's a quality university, high quality education doesn't sell out your future. And guess what? They offer the same quality of education online as if you were going to the brick and mortar school. So check out MSU Denver online on campus or online. It's all the same to them. Their students are going to do just as well online as in person. You can get the same degree and continue to live your life. Welcome back, Zach. Good to have you. My boy, Mace, I'm back. Sorry about that. Don't know what happened, but happy to be here. Just like I'm happy DNVR is in Phoenix now with PHNX. I am happy that we are one day closer to Broncos regular season officially kicking off. And we better just jump into an award show now, Mace. Let's hand out some preseason awards. Who we think is going to be the Broncos MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, uh, and Breakout Player of the Year. We've got so many awards. And maybe oh. one of these guys will slide into the NFL awards. We'll see. I love we'll that see. college football gives preseason awards. Uh, now, they don't give like preseason Heismans, but they give preseason like Heismans. Heisman favorites and they do like all Americans and stuff. So we're going to do that to the NFL. We're going to be fun to the yeah. NFL, but they don't give trophies for that. Let's just, let's be clear. This is not like they give out the Oscars a year before they actually happen now. <laughs> well, we're bringing yeah. the fun. So we're yeah. doing it our way. So Mace, let's, let's dive into these and let's save the big ones until the end. So let's start with coach of the year. Probably the least sexy one on this Mace. Who? As the Denver Broncos coach of the year, let your imagination go wherever you want with this. I, I guess you know what you have to go through the staff, right? This is—it's technically the assistant coach of the year, perhaps. It, and you uh, could give it to Vic. Uh, well, that would probably mean very good things for the Broncos if you gave it to Vic. I expect significant improvement from the offense. I'm going to okay. give the coach of the year to a to someone who's a punching bag for most Bronco fans. That's Pat Shermer. 
Hey, wow. <laughs> Maze, if that happens, that is fantastic mm. news for the Broncos, unless the defense completely soils themselves this season, which I don't think is going to happen. But if Pat Shermer is the Broncos coach of the year, we are talking about a playoff team this year, without a doubt in my mind. Yeah, and it's. I think a lot of that is going to come from the improvement I expect of the quarterback position, whether Teddy plays the entire 17 games, whether we see Drew Locke making some starts. I think... This is it's also going to be just hopefully having better, you know, better health, having Cortland Sutton for a full year. The weapons at Pat Shermer's disposal, as long as whoever plays quarterback simply gets the ball to the open man, there are going to be opportunities for much more consistent play. And I think ultimately the best offense that the Broncos have had since at least 2015 and maybe even 2014 uh, when Peyton Manning was still Peyton Manning really up to about midseason of that year. So if, yeah, if I'm right on this, Zach Broncos, they're not only a playoff team, they're comfortably a playoff team. They're actually playing for seeding in week 17. Yeah. So or week we 18, talk- my bad week 18. So Mace, what are we talking about in terms of, uh, in terms of points per game? If Pat Shermer is the coach of the year, because it has to be over that 24 point mark. We're talking 25 points per game. So you think, you think about it. That's, that means over, that means over 17 games. You are, you're talking about, let's see, 25, uh, let's see four. So be what? 425 points over the course of the year in 17 games. Yep, that would be your That's, that would cross your magic number of 420 magic for the Broncos. Number, exactly. 420, you get 425, 25 a game. You're feeling you're feeling pretty good and I think uh you're you're encouraged by the progress and 25 points a game if you're getting good play from the quarterback means okay. Are we talking about bringing this guy back for 2022? Yeah, and you're talking about bringing Vic back. You're talking mm-hmm. about bringing Pat Shermer back. You're talking about yes. bringing the entire coaching staff back. You may be even talking about Zach Azani leaving to go take an offensive coordinator job mm-hmm. somewhere. Uh, Mike Munchak would probably start having a lot of interest in terms of teams wanting him as a head coach potentially because of what he's done to this offensive line again. Uh, and then the defensive side, you may be getting some guys plucked off the defensive side as well. And Mace, I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball for my coach of the year and I'm going to go with someone that may be plucked after this season an up-and-coming guy he's a first-year guy on the Broncos staff I'm going defensive backs coach Christian Parker now the reason I'm going Christian Parker is I'm just I'm, I'm trying to guess who these guys are going to be who this coach of the year is going to be and look at the talent that he has, that he gets to work with. Now, I was thinking between him and Zach Azani because both of those guys are just loaded with talent. Also, we know Zach Azani is also a very good coach, and I think Christian Parker is going to be a good coach, but look at the talent. Mace, I mean, he's he's set up to succeed. He's got the number nine overall pick. He's got uh, two $10 million cornerbacks plus the best slot cornerback in the game. Broncos corner room uh, and and throw the the safeties in there as well. It's just fantastic. They're going to succeed. Uh, really, I could be their coach and they would succeed. Christian Parker, an up and coming guy, very smart, very well regarded around the league. The Green Bay Packers did not want to lose him last year. Broncos got him. He's going to succeed in flying colors this year. I'll tell you one thing that's in, that I think go is going for Christian Parker as well is 
the fact that, I mean, he's a secondary coach, but he's effectively one of two secondary coaches because you have Ed Donatel, who is by name the defensive coordinator, by job title the defensive coordinator, but Vic Fangio is calling the defense. So Ed does focus more on the defensive backs, which is his primary background in coaching than most defensive coordinators. And so long-term, I think Christian Parker is going to be helped greatly in transitioning to being a good position coach by the fact that he's working hand-in-hand with one of the best position coaches in the game in the secondary, that's Ed Donatel. So I think that's going to give him a leg up as well. And so, and, and so with all respect to Christian Parker, if the defensive backs do well, at least a little part of that's going to be belong to Ed Donatel. Oh, I mean, and Vic Fangio and George Payton. Yeah. But when opposing teams look and say, wow, the Broncos have the best secondary in the NFL, who are they going to look at in terms of who to pluck? It's going to be Christian Parker. So he's going to get all the credit for that. Or they're going to, or they're going to pluck Bryce Callahan or Kyle Fuller because their contracts are expiring. Or they'll do, they'll do both, Mace. But remember who the Broncos, uh, commander of the no fly zone was as the secondary coach. It was Joe Woods, and the Broncos did not want to lose him, so they promoted him to defensive coordinator. Having good players helps everyone, and so that's why I think uh, that's why Christian Parker is really going to benefit this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's a 30-year-old defensive coordinator next year. Yeah, well, that's everyone wants young, and that's why you mentioned Mike Munchak being plucked earlier. And uh, you know, Mike Munchak's a great coach, but unfortunately, even though you see coaches like uh, Bruce Arians and uh, Bill Belichick still uh, up there having really good teams, everybody wants young, right? So Mike Munchak, unfortunately, in terms of how he's perceived in terms of job hiring, he's sixty-one years old. There's you know, there's a little bit of ageism going on in a lot of the coaching hires. I'll say that. Well, if uh, that Pittsburgh Steelers job ever opens up, would not be surprised. Even if even if uh, the, he's older, I would not be surprised if they wanted him. But back. that's a completely unsteeler like hire because because you go back to Chuck Knoll, then Bill Cower, and Mike Tomlin. The Rooneys have always hired coaches that are on their that are young in their 30s and on their way up. So that would be unusual for Pittsburgh. I mean, I think Mike Munchak would do would, would do very good things if he were Pittsburgh's head, Pittsburgh's head coach and Tomlin moved on. But at the same time, that would not fit the template of what the Rooney family looks for. And some people may be saying, how did he, neither of you guys pick Mike Munchak? Well, I think Mike Munchak is the best coach on the Broncos, but it's just how well is his group going to perform, Mace? That's, I, I just have tempered expectations still about mm-hmm. the Broncos offensive line. But let's go on to another award, Mace. Who is your comeback player of the year? I think there's a couple big choices out there, but you got to choose one. You got to choose one and... I'm going to give Vaughn Miller a slight nod over Cortland Sutton. Okay. Why did you go with the older Vaughn instead of the younger Cortland? A couple of reasons. And number one, I think right now in terms of where they stand relative to their historic norms and health, I think Vaughn is uh, closer to 100% than Cortland Sutton based on what we've seen out there so far. The other thing is, you have you have Bradley Chubb nursing an injury right now, and 
does that mean that Von Miller play ends up playing a little bit more? Does that mean he kind of he still is the alpha in terms of the pa- of the pass rush? I mean, we're looking at a, a potential thing on Sunday, for example, if they decide to kind of work Bradley Chubb back in to where it could be Von Miller opposite Malik Reed, and Malik Reed is 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 good. Malik Reed is good enough to capitalize on the, the attention that uh, Von Miller will get. I don't think that would cause the pro- the Broncos many problems in terms of the of the pass rush. But the other thing is. You know, Vaughn, with all respect to Bradley Chubb, Von Miller is a better pass rusher still. And so that means I do think if Miller stays healthy with the chance to hopefully play from ahead more often, he does end up getting back to that 14 sack range that we uh, know, that we have seen him reach. That He has a vintage Von Miller year that we haven't seen uh, since 2018. So give me, give me Von Miller for comeback player of the year. Well, Mace, you said that Von Miller has to, or that he is the better pass rusher than Bradley Chubb. He's got to prove it this year. And also, Bradley Chubb has to prove that he can put another year together because this is actually a huge year for both of these guys. The Broncos, while they did pick up the fifth-year option on Bradley Chubb, they can extend him uh, anytime they want and to just ignore that fifth-year option and have him here long-term. Another big year from Bradley would almost guarantee that the Broncos would do that. And Vaughn, I think he's the more talented pass rusher of the two, but... Right now, I do think it's Vaughn, but I don't think it's, you know, w- without a doubt, it's Vaughn. I mean, Vaughn's coming off an eight sack season in 2019. The last year uh, was out. However, saying that, Mace, I'm going Vaughn Miller, back player of the year. Cortland Sutton's the other obvious choice, but I actually don't think it's that close. I think this is going to be Vaughn, and I think it's going to be Vaughn by a long shot. In fact, I think Vaughn should be a front runner for mm-hmm. comeback player of the year in the entire NFL. I'm very confident in Vaughn Miller this year uh, for, for many reasons, uh, because of the, the talent he is, and I think he knows how people are viewing him. A guy that's coming off an eight-sack season, then a guy that didn't have any sacks last Last year, who's aging? He knows. People are wondering uh, what what type of Von Miller is this? Is his career done? He says he wants to play five or seven more years. If he wants to do that, he has to have a monster season this year. And oh, by the way, he should. Uh, I'm touching what he should have. Bradley Chubb with him for the majority of this season. Who knows about this Sunday? That's scary with Bradley Chubb. But then he has a fantastic secondary behind him, which will help him get to the quarterback more. So for me, this is easy, especially when you have Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, uh, KJ Hamler, that will help take some of the load off Cortland Sutton. In terms of stats, I think Vaughn is going to have the bigger year for a pass rusher than Cortland is for a wide receiver. Yeah, I agree with all those points, except talking about Vaughn being a front runner for comeback player of the year league wide. And the reason why there's just a natural bias toward quarterbacks and you have Dak Prescott coming off a horrific leg injury and Joe Burrow coming off of that significant knee injury that he had. And given the position they play their their front runners, one and two for league wide comeback player of the year. Just, it is what it is. Well, I don't know if I if I said a front runner, but I, I meant a yeah. front runner, not not, if not the, the number one if, guy. Because if there right were if there was a comeback player of the year, if they did defensive comeback player of the year, I think Vaughn would be would go in as the betting favorite this year. With, with, without a doubt. So let's flip to one more award right now, Mace. Let's go breakout player of the year. We we were the same on comeback. I hope and think we're going to be different on breakout. Yeah, mine's Draymond Jones. 
Ah, okay. So, so a question. Is he really a breakout player of the year this year? Because I remember talking to, I believe it was, I don't remember if it was Vic or if it was Ed earlier this year, and they said he broke out last year. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Well, we're talking about perception. I mean, Draymond Jones had a good year last year, six and a half sacks, but it's it's taking a while for the perception uh, to catch up to catch up with the play. The other thing is with Dray with Draymond Jones. I think he's going. I, I think when you're talking about really making an impact in terms of, uh, let's say, sacks, let's just go by the number of sacks. If you're talking about an interior player pushing toward nine or ten sacks, which is where I think Draymond Jones is going to end up when the year is when the year is done, you are talking about him emerging as a legitimate Pro Bowl candidate, and that's where that's where I think he ends up taking that next step. And so far in his career. His arc looks a lot like that of Jarrell Casey, who just retired and, of course, was with the Broncos briefly last year. And Jarrell Casey's breakout year was in year three. I think Draymond's following the same path. Okay, and I mean, that that would be huge if he gets his 10 sacks. But I would say six and a half sacks, Mace, is fantastic. For for an interior defensive lineman, so I would say he's already had that. But I like where I like I like where you're thinking. If he gets to nine or ten sacks, then you're right. He's a household name uh, around the NFL or becoming that. Uh, so I'm gonna go a different route here, and I'm gonna go KJ Hamler. He's going to be the Broncos' breakout player of the year this year. Last year. We saw the flashes from KJ. We saw him flash at the end of the season when he had two touchdowns on two catches for 86 yards from Drew Locke. And then we saw the big playability again this year in the preseason when he took that pass from uh, from Drew Locke, 80 yards to the house. People think that Teddy Bridgewater is not going to throw the ball deep, and that's just not true. Mace, in training camp, you and I both saw it day in and day out. Teddy Bridgewater had more success throwing deep than Drew Locke. That doesn't mean Drew Locke didn't hit deep passes, but but Teddy Bridgewater did it more often. Now, do I think that Teddy is going to be throwing 80-yard touchdown passes? No. But do I think he'll be throwing uh, 30, 40-yard passes every single game? I do think he'll do that. Uh, probably, maybe not every single game, but every other game. But then KJ is a guy, Mace, that can take a 35-yard pass and take it 75 yards. He's a guy that can take a screen 75 yards. He's a guy that can take a drag over the middle 50 yards. So KJ Hamler is going to become the Broncos' biggest playmaker on this offense this year. That's what they drafted him for, was for that potential. He he would have been a first-round pick last year, in my opinion, if he was able to run the 40-yard dash because it would have been blazing and teams wouldn't wouldn't have let that slide into the second round. Broncos luck out with the injury. Then he's dealt with more injuries, which they've had to deal with. But if he is healthy, like he has been this year so far, again, touching wood, uh, he's going to be a breakout for this offense, despite everyone thinking, oh, now KJ doesn't mean anything because you don't have Drew Locke's big arm. No, no, no. He's still going to be a big-time player. He's going to be the breakout player. The question is, does he get enough reps to really kind of have that breakthrough moment? Because uh, has he moved past Tim Patrick? Well, certainly Tim Patrick's been struggling with injuries. So it's possible that he has. And we know how and we know how Pat Shermer likes his three wide sets. It's possible that uh, the Broncos' best formation is actually two wide, two tight ends going with uh, some combination of Fant Wavenom and Eric Salbert at, at the tight end positions. But if he gets the opportunities, and I think that's the thing, 
if he gets the opportunities, then there's all the potential in the world for, for, for a breakout season from KJ Hamler. And if he gets the opportunities, depends on formational use and also depends on his health. And those two variables, honestly, Zach, are why I did not go with KJ Hamler as my breakout player. Well, that's fair. And the thing with KJ, though, if Pat Shermer is your off, is your coach of the year, KJ Hamler will be involved. I don't think that uh, Pat Shermer's winning that if he just has KJ on the side and isn't getting him uh, enough reps. Uh, well, he's got he's got great. He's got two potentially very good running backs. He's got Jerry Judy as well. So I think he I think Shermer can be my coach of the year without KJ Hamler breaking out. There, there are plenty I, of other guys there. Well, no, what what I'm saying is you said you're not sure if he's going to get the reps. Yeah. I think Pat Shermer would be failing this this team if, if KJ wasn't getting those reps. Mace, I am lost on who the Broncos MVP is going to be this year. So I need a minute to think about it. And when I think about that, got to tell you guys about Mint Mobile, and they're doing something really cool right now. What they've done over at Mint Mobile is they have changed the game and wireless cell phone service. It's just 15 bucks a month, starting at 15 bucks a month. And I thought, wait, there's no way it can be that cheap. What's the catch? Because there are catches to every other cell phone service. But at Mint Mobile, it's just straight up 15 bucks a month. You get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and then you get to choose your data plan starting at $15 a month. Here's how they make it so cheap. They don't have any stores, so they eliminate that fee and that huge cost that every other service has. All they do is you, you go online uh, to mintmobile.com slash DNVR. Pick what plan you want. I got mine in the mail yesterday. They send you the, this little packet with your, your uh, SIM card in it. All you need is a phone. Everyone already has a phone. Take your other SIM card out. You put this one in, and boom, there you go. You download an app. It takes just a couple of minutes to set it up. You get to carry all of your contacts over to, to with, with this new plan. You get to keep your phone number if you want it, which is a huge thing, and you save tons of money, starting at just $15 a month. So check them out at mintmobile.com slash DNVR. They will ship your SIM card with your new cheap, just as good cell phone service straight to your door. Go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR to save tons of money. All right. You know about uh, Ball Arena? You know about Ball, the aerospace company, and also the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. I've got a little aluminum can right here in my hand with a beverage. Well, Ball is also leading global sustainability efforts, and they've been doing so for decades. And of course, they're also sponsoring us across the DNVR network. And a part of that sustainability is an aluminum can like I have here. So Ball reached out to us, and they need help here in the Denver metro area. Their plant in Golden, they have manufacturing positions for production technicians and other roles available because Ball needs to make more cans, more aluminum cans like this one. In 2020, Ball made over 101 billion cans with a B. So they're hiring production techs to make even more of those cans. They're adding line capacity to their 400-person plant here in Golden because the the demand for sustainable aluminum beverage cans is greater than ever. And aluminum is highly sustainable, 75% of all aluminum ever produced on the face of the earth is still in use because it can be recycled 
infinitely, which, which is why Ball thinks aluminum is the material of the future. It can be reused and remanufactured forever, and they want to do that over at their plant in Golding. You can check out hashtag workatball online and to apply for a position at their aluminum can plant, text golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden. That's jobs.ball.com and search for golden or text golden to 77222. And of course, Zach, your aunt knows about what kind of company ball is to work for. It's a great one, and I know where a great place is to watch college games this weekend, watch NFL games. It is at the DNVR Bar. We are opening at 10 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays for all your weekend party needs. And guys, we'll have the game on. Of course, the Broncos game this week at 2 o'clock. We'll also have those morning games if you want to get there early. But on Saturday, we're going to have an awesome party bus go from DNVR to Empower Stadium uh, or Empower Field at Mile High for the CU Texas A&M game. There's limited spots on the bus. The bus will bring you there. You'll get to drink and hang out at the bar before the bus leaves at 11. Bar opens at 10. Get there at 10. Have some drinks. Take the bus down. Uh, you don't have to pay for parking then. You don't have to, to worry about drinking and driving. You get to be safe. You get to save money. You get to have a blast. And then the bus will take you right back to the DNVR bar after the game. It's the best setup. And then also on these Saturdays and Sundays, these game days, we're going to have DraftKings reps there ever or both of those days. They're going to be handing out swag, $10 drink tickets, and etc. They're going to have so much stuff going on at the bar. So make sure to become part of our family and reap all of these awards. Hope to see you at the bar this weekend. All right, Mace, let's get to more awards and let's go with rookie of the year. This one might be might be the the the, the hardest one to give out because I think there's two big time front runners here. Yeah, this is the most interesting one I think of the awards and uh I'm going PS2, Pat Sertan the second. Okay, now why Pat over Javante? I think Melvin Gordon's going to hang in there as the running back a lot longer than most people think. As the number as the number one running back, I think he's going to hang in there for a little while, and I I think he'll uh, he'll pick up where he left off last year, and I and that means not he he didn't fumble down the stretch. I don't think he's going to start off fumbling because if he does start off fumbling, that could be curtains for Melvin Gordon and give Javante Williams a window to leap in and be the primary back for now. Melvin Gordon's the run the, the running back one. And yes, you do wonder, okay, how much is Pat Sertan the second going to play? As we've seen in camp, they're finding ways to get Pat Sertan the second on the field. And the other thing is that you're going to have some quarterbacks that maybe think, all right, I can throw at the rookie. And I think that's going to lead to some opportunities for him to make. Maybe we're talking about Pat Sertan the second having four or even five interceptions this year. And that's and in this day and age, if you get four interceptions, that's like getting say seven interceptions back around the turn of the century that's a big it, deal it wouldn't surprise me at all if Patrick Sertan leads the Broncos in interceptions this year and takes that away from Justin Simmons and what's crazy is that may be the last time Patrick Sertan leads the Broncos in interceptions because quarterbacks next year would just say nope 
I'm staying away. And Mace, I was really hoping you were going Javante Williams because I'm also going Patrick Sertan <laughs> the second. The Broncos' top 10 pick, the best cornerback in this draft. A guy that Champ Bailey said has Champ Bailey in him. That's the type of player Patrick Sertan is. We've seen it in training camp, Mace. He's been exceptional. And we've also seen it. Everyone saw it in the very first preseason game. He was lights out, not only on the pick six, uh, but the first pass they threw at him, he broke it up. And he was lights out in the rest of the preseason. This guy is the truth already. And why I give the nod to him over Patrick Sertan, you pointed to a good thing, Mace. Melvin Gordon's going to be a very big part of this team. Uh, unless he falls off, he's going to be a very big part. The Broncos aren't going to just hand hand the ball and hand, hand the job off to Javante Williams. It's really going to be a split backfield. Javante's going to have a heck of a year. He can approach 1,000 yards if Melvin Taylor off Javante I would not be surprised if he gets a thousand yards if he really takes over in the second half of the season like a lot of second round running backs do Mace I mean I put an article out a a couple months ago just profiling how all of these guys Derrick Henry Joe Mixon um, Miles Sanders all of these second round picks take off in the second half uh, of the season wouldn't Mm -hmm. be surprised if Javante Williams does that but Mace Patrick Sertan is taking off from the get-go when they only have three cornerbacks on the field, we saw this near the end of training camp. It's going to be Patrick Sertan over Bryce Callahan. That is how much they like Patrick Sertan. That is how comfortable they are with him. A lot of trade rumors surrounding the Broncos cornerbacks. Those have kind of mellowed out over the past week, but the name that was getting the most heat was Bryce Callahan. That that was the most intriguing one. If the Broncos are going to trade one of those guys, it was likely going to be Bryce, and it's because they are so confident in Patrick Sertan in the slot. So he's going to be their third cornerback. He's going to be on the field all the time. And like you said, because quarterbacks don't know just how good he is yet, he may have the opportunity to get those interceptions. Now, the stat sheet at the end of the year may read Patrick Sertan, two interceptions, uh, Javante Williams, 750 rushing yards, and, and people just quickly looking at that will say, it was Javante. I think Patrick Sertan this year, people are going to stop throwing to him. That's how good he's going to be. Yeah, and then he, he's probably not going to get four picks, but uh, sometimes it takes a while for the quarterbacks to catch on and uh, mm-hmm. and 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 figure that and figure that out. The other one thing I will say that uh, I kind of do like about having Sertan in there as well. It's not that Bryce Callahan is a bad cor- a bad corner if he's not getting a lot of snaps early, but we know that Bryce Callahan doesn't stay healthy, and that's been part and parcel of his career to this point. So, you know, basically having Sertan around and being able to trust him, even if it's not Pat Sertan playing, you know playing 80% of the snaps and uh, Bryce Callahan playing 30, even if it's a more of a equitable split between the two of them, it's a little bit of load management. And we, we talk about that with the, in the NBA and something maybe you think about in the NFL. And frankly, with the 17th game, maybe you start thinking about load management with other veteran and injury prone players with that extra game coming in. And Pat Sertan allows for a natural load management with Bryce Callahan. Maybe this allows Callahan to play all 17 games instead of knowing that he's going to miss roughly half the season because of some kind of injury. Yeah, and and just just touch wood, but Patrick Sertan is a guy that has been very healthy, so mm-hmm. it, it's good to have yeah. him in your back pocket as well. All right, Mace, let's jump into the big ones now, and let's stay on the defensive side of the ball. Let's go your offense or your defensive player of the year. 
Well, here's the thing. If Von Miller is the comeback player of the year, Von Miller is probably going to be defensive player of the year too. And so I'm going all in. Vaughn, Vaughn will Vaughn will have a Vaughn-like season. When we think of a Vaughn-like season, you're thinking peak Vaughn. You're 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 thinking 13, 14 sacks, still being among the league's best pet, best rushers off the edge. And I, that's why I think he's going to come back Player of the Year, and I think he's going to put up a number like that that clearly means he's still an alpha in that room. Mm, then Macy definitely, in my book, is a front runner for the NFL's comeback player of the year. Uh, and that would be huge, Mace. I think this defense rides on Vaughn. If, if Vaughn is great, then they're going to be elite. If Vaughn is good... Uh, let, let, and when he had eight sacks, he was still good. He was still getting pressures, but that's not, you don't pay him just to be good. You pay him to be elite and have those game changing plays that sacks are, uh, if he's good, this defense will be good. You know, it'll be top 10, but, but it won't perform as well. If Von Miller is clicking, this entire defense is going to be clicking because he'll help Bradley Chubb, but then he'll help the secondary. He's stout in the run game. It's it's going to be very, very good. So Mace, this is best case scenario for the Broncos is that Von Miller is your defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. I'll stray from you just a little bit here. I'm going to go Justin Simmons, and Justin Simmons has probably won this award the past couple of years for the Broncos. He's been their defensive player of the year, but now he's set up for success more than ever because the secondary, the corners that surround him are so good that it's going to force quarterbacks to throw balls that they don't want to throw. And what did we see Justin Simmons do this training camp? He was a ball hawk last year. He was a ball hawk the year before, led the team in interceptions both years. This training camp, he was more of a ball hawk than I've ever seen. He was all over the field getting picks, and that's why I think he's going to continue to do that this year with the help of Von Miller rushing the passer and frazzling the the quarterbacks with Bradley Chubb coming off the edge I think Justin Simmons is is going to be a true ball hawk here they're going to be able to trust the cornerbacks and just let Justin Simmons kind of float around and get the ball when it's there yeah and that's a good point as well and I could see Simmons doing that but one it it, but part of it kind of just comes down to perception and if I believe in part if if I believe Vaughn's going to be back to being who we expect Von Miller to be 13 or 14 sacks, then unless Simmons is having a really spectacular year on the back end, that's just kind of where uh, the eyeballs are going to go is, is to number 58 as defensive player of the year. There's no doubt about yeah. that. And like I said, Mace, it would be yeah. very good news. All right, let's flip to the offensive side. Who do you have for OPOY? And don't take my guy. Don't take my guy. Is your guy an Alabama product? Don't take him. Don't do that to me, Mace. <laughs> I gotta be honest here. I think Jerry Judy's the wide receiver one. I think he's gonna. Uh-oh. I think Jerry Judy's gonna have over a hundred catches. And Teddy Bridgewater starting is good news for Jerry Judy because yep. it's not that Drew Lock can't do well with Jerry Judy, and it's not that they wouldn't find a groove. But Judy and Bridgewater they were on the same page from pretty much the moment Teddy walked into the building and Teddy's going to be, you know, Teddy knows, okay, I'm going to be smart. Look for the open man. The open man is often going to be Jerry Judy because of his route running. 
And that's why I think you're going to see Judy have the, the, ki- the kind of season that we have not seen from a Broncos wide receiver since the salad days of Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders back in the mid-2000s. Kind of season where, like I said, 100 catches. 100 catches for you know maybe 1,250, 1,300 yards. It may not be a spectacular 100-catch season where he's averaging like 18 yards a reception, but it's going to be productive, and he's going to be the alpha in that room and establish himself as one of the league's better wide receivers. So sorry, Zach. I know you, you want to be different, but I want us to be different here, but I had to go with Jerry Judy. Ah, uh, well, I have to go Jerry Judy as well, Mace, because he, he is going to be what this passing game runs through. And we know that the running game is going to try and be the heart and soul of this D, uh, of this offense, but they're going to be sharing the back, the backfield with Melvin and Javante. If they just had one of those guys, I would pick that guy, but it's got to be Jerry Judy in terms of the passing game. He has a great chemistry with Teddy Bridgewater, like you said. And Jerry Judy is always open and what a quarterback like Eddie Bridgewater's best friend it's receivers that are always open that run precise routes that are going to be at their spot at the right time that is the type of guy that Teddy Bridgewater is going to thrive with now I'm not saying Cortland Sutton's not going to have a good year but Drew Locke is more of a quarterback for Cortland Sutton Teddy Bridgewater is the ideal quarterback for a Jerry Judy if we're not talking, you know, the the elites in the world. So I have to go Jerry Judy here. I want to be different, but I just can't be. It's going to be Jerry Judy. This guy is going to be establish himself as a true number one in this league. And after this season, Mace, I really think he's going to be talked about as an elite wide receiver, not just with the Broncos, but around the league. And then the Broncos are going to have a really interesting decision. Cortland Sutton's going to be your number two wide receiver. Are you going to willing? Are you willing to pay him number one money? That's a conversation that you and I had last week. But that's the tough spot that Jerry Judy is going to put the Broncos in, and that's a good thing. Exactly. And what they do with Cortland Sutton it may depend on other factors, like who's the quarterback next year, how how much money are you spending at that at that position, who's available on the market, and look. I mean, the reason why you have to say, okay, who's the quarterback? next year is because if the Aaron Rodgers possibility returns for the coming off season, then the chances appear to be pretty decent that they'll take the money at wide receiver that they were going to give Cortland Sutton and potentially give it to Devontae Adams. Unless of course, Cortland Sutton signs early. Now for Cortland Sutton to sign early, first of all, I think he's going to have to show that he's all the way back right now. You have Bradley Chubb and Cortland Sutton, They're both working their way back from injuries, and Chubb, of course, has a pretty extensive injury history. And so when George Payton was asked about him last week, kind of kicked the can down the road. And you really can't blame him for doing that, given the fact that you've got to see these guys be healthy for the year before you start talking about a big deal for either of them. So does that come this season? Maybe. Maybe it comes in December. I would say this for Cortland Sutton. If he really wants to be in Denver – and he shows that he's all the way back, I'd say take that. If there's a deal that comes your way in December, kind of like Chris Harris Jr. back in 2014, if your goal is to be in Denver, take it. Now then again, as we know, Chris Harris Jr. probably left some money back on the table back in 2014 when he and resigned. He so that's it, and he yes, was mad. Right, and so that's the thing that kind of comes into play too. It's, you know, 
Do you take the guaranteed money? Do you bet on yourself? Of course, that being said, Chris is still doing all right for himself contract-wise there on his third deal now with the Los Angeles Chargers. All right, Mace, let's get to it. The Denver Broncos MVP. We haven't talked about either of the running backs. We haven't talked about any of the offensive linemen. We haven't talked about a first-round pick in Noah Fant. We haven't talked about uh, the rest of the secondary uh, outside of Justin Simmons and Patrick Sertan. Who is it going to be? Well, do you believe that the offensive or defensive player of the year can be MVP? (sighs) That's your call. That's your call. I'm asking you. I asked you. I think it should be, but typically in awards, that's not how it works. Oh, I know that's not how it works, but I you agree. Know, they always be. skip over the, if someone's defensive player of the year, they don't give, or if someone's MVP, they don't give them defensive player of the year. Well, that being said, Teddy Two Gloves is going to be the MVP. Oh, how about that? Love it, Mace. It's kind. Of, look, I'm I'm either I'm either getting a lot right or a lot wrong. It's it's kind of, basically it's it's handcuffing to Pat Shermer. If I believe Pat Shermer is going to be the, the the coach of the year on this staff, what's the best way for him to get there? It's to have a really good season from the quarterback, and this is where. With Pat Shermer, again, I always say, I be- I believe he is a better coach than Broncos country be- generally believes him to be. And with Teddy Bridgewater, I think to myself, okay, Pat Shermer got the best season, an outlier year out of Case Keenum. He got the best season out of Sam Bradford back in 06. He got the best season out of Nick Foles. He has taken... Let's face it, middling quarterbacks, and maybe like in the case of Case Keenum and Nick Foles, guys who are really more suited to being backups, and he has gotten career work out of them. Even Daniel Jones was much more efficient with Pat Shermer than he was with Jason Garrett and Joe Judge last year in New York. And so if that's the case here, then maybe Teddy Bridgewater has somewhere in between the 31 to 7 ratio of extrapolating his numbers in New Orleans for a touchdown interception and the 22 to 9 ratio I did for Bridgewater extrapolating his numbers from New Orleans plus pre-knee injury with Carolina. Either way, that's the type of season where the offense can do well. Oh my gosh, that's the type of season the offense can do. Incredible, Mace. That would be huge. That is the ideal scenario for the Broncos. I think it's the playoff team. I'm thinking ideal scenario, Zach. I and I and I I would have thought I thought this was a playoff team, and I've said it. No matter who the quarterback was. Well, Mace, the thing though with that is, I mean, you're not just talking playoff team. You're talking about 12 and five record if Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, we talked about last week. We're talking 13 and four if Teddy Bridgewater is 31 and seven. So now I want to go Teddy B, Mace, but I've been burned a lot. And a guy that has not burned the Broncos every single time, not that Teddy's burned him every single time, mm. but a guy that's lived up to, to all the hype in the past is Von Miller. I had to spread the love to Justin Simmons as defensive player of the year, but I got to go Von Miller here. Mace, if the Broncos want to be elite on defense, Von Miller has to be elite. Von Miller has everything 
to play for this year. If he wants to play five to seven more years, like I said earlier, he's got to be elite this year. This is a true contract year for him. He's got to prove to the Broncos uh, or and, and to other teams that I'm a $25 million pass rusher. He could earn uh, another close to $100 million with a big year this year. And Mace, if Von Miller's elite, this defense is elite, and the offense just has to be average for this team to make the playoffs. Uh, a great Teddy Bridgewater is the number one thing that the Broncos want. A great Von Miller is the number two thing that the Broncos want. We've seen Von Miller put this team on his back, and boy, I think he's going to do it again this year because look at everything that he has around him. That's secondary Vic Fangio in his third season. This is typically when Vic's defenses do the best is their third season. And if Bradley Chubb, touch wood, can stay healthy, then it should be a big-time year for Von Miller. Yep, it should be. And I'll tell you what, either one of our MVPs, Zach, if they work out, I think you're talking about this team being back in the postseason. It's a different equation either way, but... I think I think you're talking about the Broncos returning to the playoffs. And by the way, it's funny because I, I I was looking at I think on CBS today, only one of they did like a, about ten prognosticators, and only one of them had the Broncos in the playoffs. Yeah, the world is sleeping on the Denver Broncos, and uh, maybe they won't be here in a few weeks. I love it. I love it. And that, that the Broncos have to start on Sunday with that and something else that the world shouldn't be sleeping on. And I know the world isn't sleeping on because over 2 million people have turned to Manscaped to help themselves. Just trim underneath the belt, get everything right down there, especially in this summer season. And there's no better way to do that than with Manscaped and the Lawnmower 4.0. Oh my gosh, guys, the Lawnmower 4.0 is perfect. What I love about it wireless charger so you can bring it anywhere you want it's waterproof so you can bring it in the shower it has a light so you can shave in the dark or at least illuminate the parts that don't have any light and you can do all of that together because of the lawnmower 4.0 you've got to get it and if you go in on the code dnvr you'll get free shipping and 20 percent off over at manscaped Dot com. Also, when you're there, check out the performance package, which comes with so many great products, including the Crop Preserver, which is a deodorant, the Ball or the Crop Reviver, which is uh, uh, which complements the Crop Preserver, which is that ball deodorant, and you get so many other great things over at Manscaped. Thanks to their advanced skin safe technology, the Lawnmower 4.0, you you never want to shave without it again. So make sure to check them out over at Manscaped.com and smash that code DNVR for 20% off and free shipping. Also, make sure you check out Solace Meds, and as always, they've got deals. They have deals every month, and we tell you about them here on the DMVR Broncos podcast. It is a premier dispensary that's always hooking you up with some good deals, like I mentioned, including this month, Can America Gummies, 25% off, Strains Tinctures, 20% off, Rockin' Cartridges, 25% off, and 20% off all Glacier Concentrates. And this coming Saturday, you buy three, get the fourth for just a dime. Just 10 cents, just an FDR. That's a great deal for you on Saturday. Of course, they've got four convenient Colorado locations in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge off Broadway in Denver, and then also on East Colfax in Denver, just blocks away from the DNVR bar. And guess what? 
If you go into any of those locations, you can get a free solace bar. They're delicious. Or get a king cone when you mention the magical code DNVR20. That's any location of solace meds. Mention the DNVR20 code to get 20% off your order and a free solace bar king cone. Solace meds will make your cannabis shopping experience a delight. You go to their website, view their menu, order online, and pick up at your convenience. Just go to solacemeds.com and purchase from there. and Use that code DNVR20 for 20% off and to get a free king cone when you pick up your order at Solace Meds with four locations in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway in Denver, and one just blocks away from the DMVR bar on East Colfax. And Mace, you guys also have to check out our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. I mean, you need a boost on today to get you to the weekend, and Strava Craft Coffee can deliver that boost. Not only is it delicious CBD coffee, but you get all the benefits of that CBD. So delicious coffee packed with CBD, boom, there you go. And CBD can, of course, help relieve aches, pains, headaches, migraines, anything that's going on with your body. A lot of people say that CBD helps relieve it. Vinny J chiming in saying we have good sponsors, and Strava Craft Coffee is one of them. And then also, some people say the CBD helps relieve the coffee jitters, which is huge. So you can drink as much coffee as you want, get you going uh, without getting those coffee jitters. And what else is huge is if you use the code DNVR25, Five, you'll get 25% off your first purchase over at Strava Craft Coffee. And then after you use it, because you fall in love with it, subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee and you'll save 20% on every single purchase after that. And you can also have it set up to be delivered to you as often as you want. It'll just show up straight to your door, 20% off. So make sure to check them out over at Strava Craft Coffee and smash that code DNVR25. All right, Mace, why don't we hop into the comment section to talk to the people. And for those of you out there that are tuning in on YouTube uh, or, or on Twitter, jump over to the YouTube page where we have a great chat going on. Hit us with a like, please. Subscribe. Turn on alerts so you know when we're going live because we go live all the time, including after games, by the way. So hit us with a like. We would really, really appreciate that. Uh, and also, if you want to have your comments guaranteed to be read on this pod, go to thednvr.com. Hit Click the podcast tab at the top. Click on Broncos podcast. All of our podcasts will pop up. Click on the top one. Scroll to the bottom of that page, and you will find a comment section magically appear if you are one of our members. And then leave your comment there. We'll read it on the next one. So let's jump into the people that have left comments, Mace. First one coming in from Beavis and Jake Butthead says, Fellas, Sunday so close but so far. I'm actually going to be driving up from D.C. to see the Broncos play the Giants this Sunday. First time I'll be at MetLife since, uh, I get, you guys can probably guess. It's hard to believe I was 13 at that time, and now I'm riding this three months into turning 21. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Nice to know I can drink my sorrows away if things don't go our way again. Two questions. One, what do we need to see from the defense for them to convince you that they're a lock to be a top five defense? Takeaways, and you can read my piece over on thednvr.com that shows with Vic Fangio's years as a defensive coordinator, as a head coach, there is a strong correlation between him having top 10 defense in both scoring defense and total defense and takeaways. That's the takeaways and turnover mar turnover margin is the most predictive stat we have. And for Vic Fangio's defense, takeaways are the most predictive stat in terms of overall excellence for his defense. If we're talking about a unit that's top six in takeaways this year, you are probably looking at a top five defense across the board. 
Without a doubt. You also, Von Miller is someone else. If he looks elite, then this defense is going to be elite. Great question. Two, he says, I'm sure at least one of you will be at the game, and I was wondering if there's any tailgate or anything that members could meet you guys at to meet each other. I would love to have the opportunity to pick your guys' brains as I'm an aspiring sports journalist slash sports media member, and I have so many questions about how to get to where I want to be despite all the competition. I'm sure you guys are busy with the pregame festivities, for lack of a better word, but if there's any chance to say hi, I would love to section 124 of the game thank you so much for all you guys do see you sunday all right i'll have to see what it is like walking around uh the stadium and and the grounds and uh how early i get there probably if uh, i can get back up to the press box reasonably quickly i might be wandering around the uh the 100 concourse about an hour before the game or so while warm before warm-ups really get started so i will I'll, I'll I'll cruise on by section 124 and uh, uh, about an app, probably about uh, 3:15, uh, 320 or so Eastern time. If you're being, if you're there, find me. We'll, we'll we'll chat about the business for a little bit. I love it. I love it, Mace. So, there we go. Next one is for you. Yeah, Count Locula is predicting a big man touchdown. Danny Dimes is going to put one of those five cent pieces on the ground, and one of our behemoths will be there to scoop and score. But who will it be? Love the count. You know what? I'm going to go with my breakout player. Draymond Jones will be the guy that uh, if there's a big man touchdown, he'll be the one who gets it. Mm, I love that, Mace, but I got to go with the big play big man on the Denver Broncos, and that is Deshaun Williams. This guy's just always around the ball. Deshaun Williams gets into the end zone. I love it, Count, and can't wait to see you in town in a few weeks. Next yep. one from K Flynn 80 Just joined DNVR from West Virginia. Looking forward to all the great mm-hmm. coverage. We got him. Welcome to the fam, K Flynn 80 Love to see it. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. <laughs> oh, I love having you, K Flynn 80. Onion Booty Bronco. My guys, I listened to an old BSN interview of DJ Williams where he shat permered on Josh McDaniels. <laughs> he said that players didn't want to run through a wall for McDaniels. Do players want to run through a wall for Vic? What's your take on that? P.S. Zach, great connecting with you on Twitter. Enjoy the pizza. Love Onion Booty. Thank you so much for paying up on that bet. And thank you, Teddy Bridgewater, for uh, for allowing me to enjoy the pizza. Mm. What what do you think, um, Mace? Are, are guys willing to run through a wall for uh, Vic Fangio? Mm. I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, we know that Vic can be a little bit hard on them. I think, you know, one thing that, that I think is a valid critique of, of Vic Fangio is that he he does tend to focus more on the defense uh, than the offense, and uh, you know now in the Minnesota joint practices, he watched the offense for a day, watched the defense for a day. But he's he does have to focus a bit more on the defense because of the game planning responsibilities and the play calling responsibilities that he has. So I think it's a case where maybe the defense would run through a wall for him. Uh, offense maybe. A little bit different, but I don't, I don't want to say they wouldn't run through a wall for him, but uh, definitely the defense the defense believes very strongly in Vic Fangio. And Mace, it, it's it's fair to be just uncertain about that, and the reason is, is because the Broncos haven't been winning, and it's hard to buy into anything if you're not successful. So uh, if the Broncos start winning, then I'm sure they will, but right now it, it's hard to say that they, they would mm. be. Next one from Shat Permer says, How do you magnificent – 
people. Unfortunately, here in Australia, we do not get the same depth of betting options on sport, on American sports, y'all do in the USA. I wanted to place a wager on the Giants to score a special teams touchdown this weekend. Seems a certainty with Tom McMahon still at the helm. Ouch, that is tough and mace we're gonna have an awesome new piece debut tomorrow where we give our picks on so many props to an idea of the team how the game is going to break down but also an idea uh on just where we think the lines stand uh in in our minds so that's going to be a fun one that's certainly one that shat permer can check out yeah and it's funny i know there's a a negative perception on uh on on Tom McMahon and I kind of, and I, and obviously I get why because of uh, what's going on, but you know, they only allowed one special teams touchdown last year, right? <laughs> yeah. So you're based, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't call it a near a, a certainty that, that the Giants score a special teams touchdown when the Broncos only gave up one in 16 games last year. <laughs> well, he's saying it's going to be this game. Oh, oh my gosh. Come on. Uh, he's really just, he, he I is, know uh, it's hyper, he's it's hyperbolic it's, right now. Yeah. 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 I know. Again, I mean, an, <laughs> another, uh, another, another coach that, that another coach that I believe is better than most of Broncos country believes him to be. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Shaggy McLovin the third says, who do you think is more likely to resign or re he said resign, but I think he meant resign at the end of the year, Bryce Callahan or Kyle Fuller. I think it's easy. It's fuller. But that being said, do I, I don't really expect either of them to resign for the 2022 season. Just be given other expenditures, but if they did bring back one, it would probably be fuller uh, just because, because he doesn't have the injury history that Bryce Callahan does. That's funny you think that. I actually, I'm going the opposite. I think it's Bryce because then I think Bryce is solidified as your slot corner and uh, Patrick Sertan is your guy on the outside. But Mace, I, I think you're only re-signing Bryce if he can show that he's healthy. So that's that's why the big caveat here. But I think it would be Bryce so that you could uh, make sure that Patrick Sertan is on the outside. And if he, But if he does show he's healthy, you also have to weigh that against the full arc of his career. So yeah. You do, but what if you get him at a discount? I, I just I don't yeah. think the Broncos are going to keep Patrick Sertan from being on the outside any longer. Yeah, and but it's possible that what you could do is uh, move Ron Darby to your slot corner as well, and then yeah, Sertan becomes the outside clear. guy. He's made it pretty clear that he's pretty much just an outside guy. Oh, that's 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 well and good, but uh, you want to keep making those paychecks. Sometimes you do what the coaches tell you to do. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm not saying he wouldn't. I just think it's a better fit naturally. Yeah. But it's okay to to agree to disagree on this. Next one from Broncology says, I'm calling a 17-13 Broncos win. Denver's defense will get a pick six. Denver's defense will come up big to stop a New York drive in the red zone, forcing one of the field goals. Another stop late in the game by Denver's defense will secure the dub. Thanks for the coverage, and go Broncos. Oh, Mason, that, a lot of people uh... predicting a lot of people predicting uh a brutal slugfest game for this one, but a lot of people also predicting Broncos dub. Yeah, that's uh, 10 points for the offense against the New York football giants. Ugh, uh, I think I think the offense will get more than that. If Denver's D gets a pick six, I think uh, I think you, you do end up pushing toward uh, 27, even 30 points in this game. So I, I think the offense I, is going to get 23. Agree. Yep. 
Yep, I agree. He says, also, in listening to Mace, I noticed that the phrase no offense and no offense sound very similar. Maybe someone more creative than I could come up with a catchy nickname. Oh, that's kind of... Well, let's not call him no offense. That would actually be kind of, you know, no offense. That'd be kind of cruel. So, yeah. Fans. He's like a bust. That's what you do. I mean, if you do like... uh, if you if you do like the old Chris Berman nickname thing, you're playing off the uh, you're playing off the name somehow. So I mean, is it you could say Noah's Ark, but uh, you know, fant fantasy, you know that kind of thing. Maybe you know there's maybe there's well maybe instead of Revis Island, we remember for Darrell Revis with the New York Jets since we're going to New York, maybe maybe he's so wide open he's on a fantasy island. Hey, I love it, Mace. There we go. It's like RK's here with us today. Yep. Melbourne Bronco. My guys checked out Locked On New York Giants podcast with Patricia Trena. She previewed the Broncos and was, was extremely generous rating all aspects of the team. I think she was very buoyant saying, man, oh, man, the Giants can compete with our guys, but do some research, please. She mispronounced at least six easy names, then got Okwebunam right. Was an interesting listen. Cheers. <laughs> well, it's very impressive. Not a lot of people can get Okuebunam right. Yes, exactly. And then Super Bowling. I ask for the sake of the NFL and all of our sanity, we need to pray to the very much real football gods that Tom Brady wins tonight. We must take the lesser evil here. Yes, we will hear nonstop all week how Brady looked great and how Father Time may never catch him. But this is the much lesser evil compared to hearing all year about how the Dallas Cowboys beat the Super Bowl champions. Skip Bayless and all the obnoxious fans of America's team, for some reason, think they are contenders every year, despite having just four playoff wins in the last 25 years. That being said, let's all rejoice in football being back. Hope everybody enjoys their night, drink, and bet responsibly, which is definitely a do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do statement. I don't know if I can live with the notion of Tampa Bay winning as being an evil, even a lesser evil. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, Mace, you're uh, going to have to accept it here in Broncos country when, when it's Tom Brady. But it's Mace, Shaq wanna... Barrett. Shaq Barrett is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He's a CSU Ram. He was a part of the Super Bowl 50 team. Colorado and Broncos country loves Shaq Barrett. Think yeah. of it as rooting for one of the great sack masters of the NFL today. Yeah, who still and, lock, who uh, still lives here? And there's just uh, someone that's a little more high profile than him called Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> oh man! True but yeah, I'm I'm excited though. I'm excited about tonight. I'm ready Mace, to go. I want I want to get your pick, but let's just round out these comments really quick from True Chant Fan Twenty Four. My people, with the type of talent on offense, we would expect any tier two or higher quarterback to throw at least 32 touchdowns. The fact that we hope Teddy throws 18 to 20 is sad. Teddy gives us a good chance to make the playoffs, but talk about wasting time and talent. This has to be one of the greatest teams on paper when it comes to potential, and it's going to be throttled back because of our quarterbacks. I guess true champ fan doesn't like my MVP pick then. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I don't know about saying this is one of the greatest teams on paper no uh, in terms of like all time i don't think don't agree with that it's, but, it's uh, a talented team though i mean this is I, I would say i'm not putting this up there with say 2012 to 2015 but in terms of roster talent i'd say this is right along the lines of kind of where the broncos were in the mid 2000s when jake Plummer was the quarterback i mean that and that team had you know, it had a transcendent corner in Champ Bailey, a Hall of Fame safety in John Lynch, good linebacker core, solid running backs, good offensive line, 
Rod Smith and Ashley Lee were the receivers. I mean, that the, I'd say probably overall talent wise is comparable to those teams that uh, made three consecutive playoffs from 03 to 05. Oh, this is a very talented yeah. team. Is there a top 10 talent team outside of the quarterback position this year in the NFL? But talking about like one of the greatest uh, mm-hmm. it, it rosters ever, I, I don't think is true. Yeah. Uh, and final one coming in from the Sur of Norway, Horseman. What do you expect the Giants' game plan to be facing the Broncos? And do you think it would be a different game plan if Drew Locke was the Broncos' starting quarterback? Giants' game plan is try to keep the defense off balance. Uh, they, so they want a balanced attack themselves. And I think in terms of the defensive game plan, I think uh, it w- I think one thing that would change a little bit is that um, the Giants would probably be more focused on trying to confuse Drew Locke pre-snap than they will be with Teddy Bridgewater. I think it's not that the Giants won't try to do that and try to force Teddy to, to throw to some places that he doesn't want to. But I think that would be kind of job number one if they were going up against Drew Locke, that they would try to, frankly, exploit an area that Drew Locke has been weak at, which is pre-snap diagnosis. Yeah, I agree, Mace. Uh, I think they they just want to shut down the run and put it all on Teddy Bridgewater's shoulders and then try to get that interior on him that we talked about yeah. yesterday. Uh, and Ambrosio chimes in and says, is there any way you can just bet uh, on game straight, not pick the or pick the winner, not this, not the spread? And yes, you can do that. It's called the money line, Ambrosio, and you can mm-hmm. do that for uh, pretty much any game. And Mace, let's give our picks tonight's game your tampa bay buccaneers the super bowl champs tom brady and shaq barrett's led team facing the cowboys who have zeke and now dak yep they got dak back even though he was hurting in the preseason but uh you know that the bucks on paper it's just paper on paper should be better than they were last year. Took, remember, it took a couple months for the Bucks to really kind of find a groove. Actually, I'd say three months. Really, in mid-November, they lost the Rams at home, and they were scuffling around a little bit. I think they will come pretty close to picking up where they left off last year. This is going to be a comfortable Tampa Bay win against the Dallas defense that even with Micah Parsons balling out in the preseason, I still have a lot of questions about. Give me Tampa Bay 38 Dallas, 17. Ooh, that is not a comfortable one. That is a blowout, Mace. I'll go comfortable win here. I'll go 31 to 20 Tampa Bay. The spread is anywhere between 7 and 8 points, and Tampa Bay is going to cover that. The Super Bowl champs are going to be having a good night. Andrew Mason is going to be having a good night. B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S. Go Bucks. And let's chant it, MSU Denver Online, our presenting sponsor. Got to give them a shout out one more time because they're the new Urban Online University with learning outcomes equivalent to -to face-to-face courses, which is unheard of at other universities. But over at MSU Denver, they deliver. They have those great gen eds taught by real people. They have completion options, full programs, and the virtual services to keep you healthy and happy on your way to graduation with the great education that they provide. And whether you're online or on campus, it's all the same to them. You get the same degree while continuing to live your life. So for Andrew Mason, good luck to your Bucks tonight. I'm Zach Stevens. Thank you all so much for joining us. We're going to have a big time season preview pod tomorrow. So make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, turn on those alerts on YouTube so you know when we're going live to break down everything. And also we'll break down the game. Mace, I think the Broncos are going to win 
on Sunday, but there's one thing that I can't get over that I need to get your guys' take on. We're going to break that down, too, so make sure to tune in tomorrow. Have a terrific Thursday, and enjoy football tonight. I know some landmarks we used to hit We're flying cotton Take you back.